Hello, and welcome to podcast number 11. Welcome to Inspiring Women Revolution. On this podcast, we talk about breaking the cycle. Here, we talk about the importance of supporting each other as women. Here, we inspire each other to stand tall, find our strengths, and succeed to where we want to be. We encourage each other constantly to better our lives, along with sharing our downfalls that helps make us reach further to achieve our goals. We all have our stories, and these stories are what makes us real, raw, and honest. Our stories are being told for you. Our goal is to help you see that no matter the drama in your life, your goals are attainable. Inspiring Women Revolution, building up relationships with you. Hello, everyone. I am excited for this podcast, but I just wanted to share that myself and my guests on the show both were remote during this podcast, so the audio is a little wonky, but it is amazing, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Enjoy. Welcome back, everybody, and I'm so excited for my guest slash co-host today, and she is a three-time Emmy-winning director, producer, writer, She's amazing. Her name is Sonia Blangiardo, and we are off to the races to talk about some great stuff today. So, Sonia, yay! Thank you yay. for doing this. Well, thank you yay. for having me, Ari. This is awesome. Well, I have to start out by saying and just giving you props because you are literally the reason I started doing podcasts. <laughs> because of you, here we are. Are you serious? I really didn't know that. I yes. really did. I, mean, <laughs> I, I had tooled around with, you know, wanting to do more, you know, and, and before the pandemic hit, it was you who came to me and said, Ari, I think you should do a podcast. I'm like, <laughs> what do I have to talk about? <laughs> but you do. You have so much amazing, positive things to always say. You never, ever, ever aren't that person. So I think we need that in today's day and age. I really do. So I'm happy I said it. It's all coming back to me. And that's what kind of bled into the whole daytime cares thing, but that was the initial conversation. That's right. It was. And I, I was, you know, really nervous at first to start it out. And, you know, this is, this is the whole reason, like, obviously that, that podcast was everything from A to Z. And I had really realized that I wanted to do, I wanted to broaden it and really bring really, like you said, we really need this in this day and age is bring people together. And it's, it really isn't just inspiring women revolution. Isn't just about women. It is also about the men that support women in, you know, in their jobs, in their business and in the direction they want to go. So I will have some guys on coming up pretty soon, but really that building that camaraderie with women is it, it, it helps us move forward in our jobs and gives us ideas. And I know that you and I have talked about so many things and uh, about moving forward in our lives and what we can do to do more for ourselves. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Then, Absolutely. Right. And it benefits everyone else. So for you, I mean, becoming a, a director uh, and writer and producer, I mean, that that had to take a lot for you. It, it wasn't easy. And, and I did have a lot of resistance throughout the 30 something year career. Um, and that and ironically, mostly from women. And that made me really sad. And I knew at a very early age before any kind of a movement when you're in your 20s, you know, you you don't really, you're not very deep, let's be honest. <laughs> and, yeah, and, yeah. And I was the same. And I had just started on all my children. And I was just um, amazed and marveled that I, w- I was there because I was just, that was something I always 
wanted to do, but I never thought it could actualize itself. So when I first walked in those doors and I'm like, I'm really here and I'm working and um, it was an amazing experience. So once, once that excitement wore off and I really just started realizing options and career choices, anytime I really wanted, and not always, by no means always, but you know, sometimes I, I, I did hit upon some resistance. I knew I always wanted to direct and I knew the, the, the road would be ADing and I had a female executive producer at the time tell me, I really don't see you as a director. That's more a man's job. And ironically, she was a director also. I see you more as a producer. And I didn't quite know what that meant, but um, eventually I found my way, but it, it really, really wasn't that easy. So did you find, it's interesting because we, it's easy to just think it's us or when someone gives us that, you know, advice, whether it be good or bad, you know, what is that? How do you see that person and yourself in that moment? I was very confused. And, and quite frankly, looking back, I think I accepted it as knowing my place and probably asking for too much. So I kind of blamed myself for saying, she's right. What was I thinking? Why I, I shouldn't want this? So I, I took the opportunity she presented to me and I was very grateful because she, she did pave the road for, for producing. And as a director, I think everything that I did leading up to it has helped me. Had I not produced, I don't know that I'd have all the skills that I have now because I know different aspects of it. It's not just directing. So I am grateful for it, but I did just say, what, what am I thinking? Why, why do I think I can be a director at the time, even on, on all my children? It was, it was all male directors always. So, um, it wasn't until later that I'm like, ah, you know, I, I really want to do this. And <laughs> And luckily, I, I was able to find that opportunity. Did you find any encouragement at that, that time before you were like, I really want to do this? Did you find any encouragement from the men on the, uh, the directors? That, I mean, sorry, that, that were directing the show? You know, I didn't find, res I didn't feel resistance from them, but I didn't necessarily feel embraced. We were kind of, I was training with a couple of other young wannabe directors at the time. Another female was in the mix and I almost felt like, oh, it's the kids again, like, you know, uh, we have to hold their hand. But I think the, the thing that saddens me the most is that no one really took the time. It was like, it was like sink or swim. We, I figured out a lot of what I did on my own. And I, and I think that's one of the reasons why for the first couple of years, um, and I just said this just the other day, I was talking to, to a group of people. For the first couple of years, I didn't feel like I could call myself a director because I didn't feel like I had the skills mm -hmm necessary and because no one really took the time to train and say this is why we don't want to cut from camera one to camera two or whatever whatever the case may be it was just like no this is wrong and it, it took a while for me to even process why it was wrong so it was, mm. it was an interesting time it was an interesting time and I and I definitely don't know what factored into it, but, you know, even in today's day and age, uh, let's, let's be honest. You know, I love that I have the opportunity to do this at days, but besides myself and Angela, who's kind of our guest director, it's still, it's still a male dominated um, field, even in a female dominated genre. So I think I find that very interesting. And what do you feel is still possibly a resistance for not having as many female it's a very good question. And I really honestly don't know what the answer is. It could be that maybe female, a lot of females who aspire to be directors really don't 
find this world appealing. I mean, let's face it, we know, no one knows better than, than you <laughs> and, and me how, how taxing it is and how the pace is just relentless. And multicam is not a simple thing. And if you, you really can't come into a multicam situation, even with many years experience as a director, a single camera director, and think you can because it's a different beast. So I think that there is a lot of that. And as the job opportunities present themselves for females, let's say, who are learning and, and growing and being promoted within the show that they're working on in the daytime community, they tend to gravitate more towards producing, which, which my best way to describe producing is, is being a parent. You, you have to make sure everybody's okay. And I'm not saying that that's not the case for directing. That is your primary job. You want to make sure that, that the actors are well-served and the script is being well-served and your out time and your technical and all of that. But there's an element of producing that I feel is very nurturing and you just have to put on every hat. And it's not just make sure that, you know, Bob is okay. It has to be like, you know, everybody in every department is looking to you for answers. So you just have to take care of everything. So maybe that's the reason why women tended to go down the producing road more than the directing road. I just knew I always wanted to direct. So I just fought it tooth and nail every step of the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's that feeling you have inside when it's something that you believe so much in and you don't give up on it. And even though you had a whim, a woman telling you down, you know, years ago, this directing isn't for you. You know, when you have a belief system and this things that I really want to push for, especially for when you're in your 20s is to kind of remove that ego because that ego is a lot of fear, really is kind of what that is. You're like, I'm just going to pretend that I'm so awesome, but even though I still have so yeah. much to learn. And instead <laughs> of going, look, I'm awesome because I'm open to learning that this is my drive. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life, or at least for the first part of my life, this is what I think I want to do. Absolutely. And I do believe as females, and I, and I could be wrong, but I really do believe that we are so programmed to multitask. So just because we may want something and we're told we can't, we're told to do something else, that doesn't necessarily stop the drive, stop the learning process for what we want to achieve. And I'm not, this is not a criticism of men by any means, but I, I do believe we, we come to the table with a vaster appreciation and capacity for just absorbing many things at the same time. We're not a one trick pony. We're capable of, you know, doing multiple things. And, 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 and I think that serves us well moving forward as we try to pursue whatever it is that we're trying to figure out in this game called life. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and I think that that support system regardless, and even though we know that there's still a lot of things that everybody on this planet could really, you know, serve from, is being open and willing to communicate with each other. And I think, I feel like, yes, can we feel that it's, there is definitely a, in most positions a heavy male dominated feeling, but you know, what would you say then? Yes, yes, we know that we understand it. Okay, so we got facts. The facts are, you know, some sometimes we have to work a little harder than normal. So what would be a good, solution for someone like when I always like to as you know I always like to mentor people and when actors come on the show I absolutely love this to help as much as I can and say don't feel pressure from this position because they're they have this job to do
we have to be able to know that this is a show and it is a show that has to have, it has its rules and it has its things that need to be done. And so to really come on, once you're a part of it or a part of a, a position and a job, and I would say kind of any job is now really, it's really hard not to take things personally to go to understand, okay, this is how this functions. So when I see new people come on the show, I'm always like, Hey, listen, don't take it to heart sometimes. And you're like, you have one take, Nobody really tells you that it was good or bad and you got to move on because you have to understand the, the, what, the goal that everybody is trying to get to. And I, I feel like sometimes that helps people a lot, at least people that I work around or see on the show that are new. Because yes. I'll always introduce myself and I'll always say, if there's anything you need, let me know and I'll be more than happy to help you within my capacity. And that's amazing. And I, and I can tell you that doesn't happen very often and I'll never forget the amazing and lovely Susan Lucci, my first day as an intern on All My Children, she made a point of stopping me because she hadn't seen me before. And she said, I'm sorry, you knew here. Welcome. I'm Susan Lucci. Please let me know if there's anything that I can let inform you about, about how things work around here. That was over 30 years ago. And I will never forget that. That went so, that was so meaningful to me to just have someone like her and it, reach out and just say, Hey, welcome. It something so minor means so much to someone and never will be forgotten. And, and I think that's invaluable. And I know that that's who you are. And, and that is very special because all we need is something so little, Hey, I'm here. I have your back. Welcome. Welcome. And that's, that's, that's a big, big thing that we're missing right. at times. It, it is. It's very true. And, and I, I've said this several times, but I always imagine myself, if I were the boss, this is how I would treat people. Yes. I do like that leadership role. And I do think it's important to take care of people. And I do think it's important for people to want to work for you and want to be there for you and want to support you. And that comes with its, its positives and negatives, right? Because once you start giving people, and I see why I, I watch in the industry and I watch how, and again, I, this is with any company. Right. Because I've had several different types of people on this show and I can see that there is a pattern to, you know, people that are that have worked their way up or own the business. There is a certain kind of line they draw right with people, because if you get the feeling is if you get too close and I don't want to speak for everybody, but if you get too close, then they start to feel like that they're like best friends with you. And then that's where it's hard to draw the line in business. Yes. And I get that. And I totally understand that. But there is also, you know, there is also a way to say, hey, you know, I can do lots of things for you. But just remember, this is where, you know, this is how we're doing this business. This is how we run. There's ways to communicate with people to allow them to be able to feel comfortable, feel open, but also understand, you know, we're, we're running a business in its entirety. So these are the goals of the business, right? Yes. And allowing some personal things to happen. Like if someone has a personal issue to go, I understand where you're at and I appreciate you coming to me so that it can be so that if there is a way to help, because I think that's how a lot of people might feel like I feel a neglect at work. Like you go to work, you're a robot, you come home and that's it. Absolutely. Yeah, (laughs) no, absolutely. And I think that is the biggest challenge specifically for women um, to, to find that balance, to find that, Hey, I'm here for you. I could be supportive but I'm also not a doormat. Don't take advantage because we're in this together and a team does not, is not, you know, one-sided. And that, that's something that I struggled with a lot, especially in my thirties 
and and maybe let's be honest, maybe even my forties. And as you know, time goes on, I'm becoming less and less. We we tend to ask for permission for everything, and 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 sometimes that works, and sometimes we need to, and that's a, the respectful way to go about doing things. But sometimes, you know, I, I I've been saying to myself a lot lately would a man have done this? And I never really had these conversations with myself before, but it's like, whatever it is, would a man ask if it's okay? No, they would just do it. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and again, I hate speaking in broad strokes and generalizations, but it, it's just something that is, is becoming very much more evident in my way of thinking lately. Right, right. And it's how, how do you problem solve yourself? And that's, part of the hardest as being a woman or being just an individual. I mean, let's just take the man and woman out of it. Mm-hmm. There's always some sort of, you know, problem solving issue that comes up that we have to be able to find solutions for ourselves. So like you're asking yourself that question, which is such a great question, right? How do I, how do I help myself in this situation? You know, would a person do this? No. So maybe for me in those particular situations, you go, you know, for anybody kind of listening that might feel like they're in that position, you go, Hey, you know what? I'm going to just do it. And I'm going to apologize later. Yeah. (laughs) Because if you know, and this is my, this is always a thing that I say, if you know that you're doing something right from your heart and it's not vindictive and it's not mean, and it's not to get to somebody else, then really it can't be that bad and it can't be that wrong. And really it might not even be as big of a deal as you think it is because we create our own movies in our heads, right? Very much so. Mm -hmm. I do this, Uh (laughs) the boss is going to get mad or the boss is going to go, that was a great idea. Good job. Exactly. And it's the chance, you know, that we should be willing to take a little more. I think, I think the biggest lesson with everything that's been going on over the last few years and just more of an awareness of the, of the inequalities or whatever is, is just to be, have those hard conversations with yourself and just say, Hey, listen, if this is exactly what you just said, if this is coming from a good place, we know what we're doing. We shouldn't second guess ourselves as much as we tend to. And again, that's not to say that we should set out to do something that's unrealistic, but if we're confident with what we want to achieve, I think that's an amazing blessing and just being decisive and just going for it. And that is, it is way easier said than done for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, one of the biggest things, again, like I, I, I like to share for, you know, I got a, a lot of great listeners between 18 and 35. And that's that, that's the hard, that's the hardest time when you're building your career. And I really believe and share what you just said is just really taking that chance on yourself because the worst that's going to happen is someone's going to say, no, yes, you could be let go from a position. But what that means is you're a risk taker and you're willing to step outside the box and it's scary, mm-hmm. but it's rewarding. It is. And something better may be waiting. You just don't know. And chances mm-hmm. are there will be something better waiting if, if, cause if it wasn't meant to be, if it wasn't a right fit and things don't work out, it certainly isn't the end of the world. You know, I, I just remember I was, I was about 10 years older than my crew. Um, when I became a producer at as the world turns, they were like early thirties. And I just remember they would come in like, Oh, I gained weight and oh my my hair and that and, and I would look at them and repeatedly just say to them, Don't waste this time. You're beautiful, you're young, because trust me, as you get older, there will be legitimate things to pick on. You have nothing to pick on right now. Appreciate <laughs> the fact that you're gorgeous, your skin is great, and you have your whole lives ahead of you. You're 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 literally in charge of whatever it is that you want to do because as the years go by, 
you know, you fall into the routine, your career path is kind of solidified. You don't have as many options as you do. It's a special time, as scary as it is. It's also a beautiful time because the world really is your oyster and, and it, it will never happen again as you get older. Right, right. Oh my gosh. Talk about wasting time. I can remember. <laughs> I do love to share a little bit. Ay, ay, ay. You think, you're so right when you say that. It's like, especially in your 30s, because your 30s are such a powerful time in your life. Mm-hmm. And I love to share that with those who are in that age range to go, oh my God, this is, and I love my 40s too, but oh, my 30s were like, and I wasted it on complaining about little things or <laughs> things in my relationship or, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. And I look back and I, I think I remember complaining about, I didn't like my haircut and I didn't like, it was so, so stupid. I know. <laughs> just, and you have to laugh. I could do anything on this planet is like, just encourage, you know, 20 and thirties to go own it, but be open and be loving and be giving and let your, let's let our egos go because you know, the, the, the more you absorb by the time you hit 40 and 50, you will have such a different perspective of life and not go, God, I kind of wasted some time. 100%. And, right? So yes. then by the time you're 50s and you're 60s, you're just like in a really, really amazing position. And that's, that's kind of the goal I know that I, I want to be hitting. I don't want to be sitting wasting time. I, I want to be on adventures. I'm, you know, which is half the t- reason I split my life up, which is having a, you know, a life in Ta- Lake Tahoe and it's such a huge destination for people all over the world to ski, to hike, to snow ski, to uh, parasail to do all these things. And it's like, I'm not going to waste my life going, God, I really hated my haircut when I was 30. Exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> And that's the other thing too. You bring up a very good point. You're appreciating life. I feel like too, we're programmed and this isn't a, a, a woman thing. I think this is a people thing, you know, eventually, eventually I'll do that trip, you know, that I've been dying to do and see all of Europe. Eventually I'll, you know, get the beach house. Eventually I'll do. And there's a lot there's a lot to be said about doing it now in the moment if you can and appreciating life as it's handed to you because life is about memories you're not going to remember the car you bought or the dress you you know that that was on you know was a little too expensive for what you could afford at the time it's all about memories and again as you get older that's what's more important I know I have this conversation with my husband all the time in the sense that we don't need gifts. I don't need anything. If I want something, I go to the store and I buy it. Memories are where it's at. Whether yeah. it's whether it's a trip, whether it's a, a reunion of sorts, it's that's what you will take away and never let go of as life continues. And it's fun. Don't get me wrong. Like it's fun to get the new car. It's fun. To, like I remember bu- being able to buy my first Range Rover Sport. I couldn't believe it. It's amazing. Oh yeah. I was like, <laughs> what? I cannot believe this is my car. That, but that was a wonderful memory. I worked really hard because I had set a goal. Um, there's, you know, and there's lots of um, friends and then, of course, mentors that I, I listen to um, as well. And I, I see them succeed. Like there's um, a woman who was like, I don't, I am, I don't want to get married until I can afford a designer dress because that's what she wanted. And she got it and she made it and she had the wedding of a lifetime because that was her goal list. Mm-hmm. So I think that's different because that's a, that's a big old memory that you're going, I am, I'm going to make this the best thing ever. 
you exactly. know, and yeah. we can, we can get greedy and we can want to buy things that we want to want to show off to other people, but that's not like you're saying, that's not a memory. No. And it's not empowering. The, the most special right. things are, you know, I, I never, I never really felt comfortable when someone gave me something, whether it be even my parents, you know, once you're a certain age, you know, mommy and daddy shouldn't be giving you money or paying your, your bills. There's something really empowering to say, okay, I got that all on my own because I worked hard. I set goals. There's nothing like it, whether it's, you know, yeah. the, my first apartment that I bought in, in Manhattan, it was horrible. Ari, like you walked in, <laughs> if you left the front door open and if, if you walked through the foyer, you had a perfect view of the toilet because it was a railroad <laughs> apartment, no natural light, but it was all mine. And I remember when I closed, I went and I just sprawled myself on the dirty floor. I'm like, this baby's mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's right no matter no matter how gross it is it is mine <laughs> it was mine and I worked really hard for it and it led to thankfully leaving that place and getting something that was a little nicer but but it's an amazing feeling and you cannot substitute that and and, and setting goals for ourselves is is one of the privileges we have in life and sharing it that really is you know for me is I I find such a joy in doing these podcasts um because I get to share with friends or with somebody I just met or asked, you know, to join on the show and, and, and get to have a little part of your life and what you went through and where you are now and where you want to go and what you want to give and the footprint you want to leave on this planet. And it's just like, I think we have these conversations all the time with our friends and our families. And it's really just about encouraging other people to do the same. Absolutely. And, and you, what you're doing is, is amazing because this is all, you're absolutely right. It is about sharing. It is about sharing your knowledge. I can't tell you how many times I've heard someone's, many times, other people's stories, women, whatever, and it just inspires me to do better or to do differently or to not, you know, do something incorrectly. There, there, I mean, the list goes on and on, but I, I think that there is something so powerful about sharing your stories inspiring, being inspired and having that just be the cycle that, that continues on. I, you, you can't go wrong if you just keep giving. It's just one of those things where you receive, you give. I've learned, I share, take it or leave it. You may take 1% of what I said. You may love everything of what I said, but I, I do feel that everybody's individual experiences when they're shared among other people really is helpful and inspiring to them. Oh my gosh. Say that that was such a great way to kind of, start, you know, really kind of wrap up where we started on this show, because, you know, as we're talking about how it, where it took you to, to become this director and where you're going and directing plays while you're directing on Days of Our Lives right now and, and producing things. And, you know, it's, it's, you're living the life that you want. Do we always want, you know, to set our goals higher? Absolutely. But, you know, wrapping it up with, with that is just, it's, it's such beautiful words. And I really, really hope that if you are a director who's, and you're listening or you're in a position where you're like, I, I have to work through those few people that say, hey, maybe you're not great at this, but you believe it in your heart. I say, keep doing it. Keep Don't doing it. to the one mm -hmm. opinion mm -hmm. that That's says otherwise. Completely well said. <laughs> 
Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm getting better at this. Podcast, you should do this for a living. <laughs> yes. Mark my words. I will have a show. A live show. I will. I this. know you it will. will. Be fantastic. There's no doubt. But, yeah. I'm getting there. But, yeah. you know, and I'm earning my keep, you know, and it's the same kind of thing. It's, it's there's no such thing as just an overnight success. Success. People are, are constantly working towards, you know, um, what they want in their life. And when, when it does happen and it happens for people, that's, I just want to embrace those times for my friends and for myself when it does happen. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Oh, Sonia, you're the best. Thank you so much uh, Ari, for coming on. Thank you for having me. You're the best. This, this, I'm going to be happy all day because this conversation just elated me more than you know. It's just light and, and inspirational and just it feels good. And I think we all need that right now, like we said in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And thank you for being such a wonderful, supportive friend. Thank you for encouraging me to do this and to continue to do it. And I, I, I miss the days when I get to work with you on set. Uh, I don't work a lot of Mondays. So oh, I'm, I'm very fortunate to to have this time with you and uh, I hope everyone else does too. So, um, Me too, Ari. Thank you. Precious moments. So thank you, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week on Inspiring Women Revolution. Bye.